Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Retiring Belichick parting ways with the Patriots. Before that, Pete Carroll. <laughs> Don't forget our guy. I know. Matt Eberflus <laughs> sticking around. Belichick may say goodbye, but another legend remains. Yes, yes, a legend in in your mind. Um, All right, let's hear a little from Nick Saban about why now was the time. He said his age was making it harder for him to do the job. I actually thought that uh, in hiring coaches, uh, recruiting players, uh, that my age started to become a little bit of an issue. People wanted uh, assurances that I would be here for three years, five years, whatever, and that got harder and harder for me to be honest about. Saban also said he felt like last season particularly took a toll on him the season we just uh, came off of, and it didn't meet the standards of the past. This team was fun to coach. It was a, they came a long ways, uh, and I was really proud you know, of the way everybody bought in and did what they did to have the success that we had. But at the same time, I felt like I could have done a better job um, if I was younger. Yeah, and he also said there were, uh, uh, apparently he told the team, Perloff, that there were some health concerns, but he clarified that and said, no, it was more the grind of the season, yeah. just like how much it took out of him. He said there's no health concerns with him. Miss Terry is fine. I know there's some rumors going around on the internet yesterday about that. No truth to any of it. It's just um, he couldn't assure people he'd be there for much longer, yeah. and he's tired. They must have been killing him on the recruiting trail. The opposing coaches saying, oh, you're going to go to Alabama? We know that Nick's gone in a year. Make it up probably, if there are any health concerns, it was probably Kirby Smart's recruiters out there saying, yeah, Nick's on death's door. Don't go there. Uh, Dan Lanning basically put out a hype video yesterday, and part of it was to say, I'm staying at Oregon. And at the end it goes, and if your coach is leaving, come here because I'm staying. I mean, yeah, coaches use this stuff all the time. It's a brutal industry in that sense. So that's what I hear with Nick Saban there. You know, it's funny. He kept saying he was having fun this year. There's a lot of these videos that came out that are amazing of Nick Saban at the end of blowouts screaming at the third team for not aligning in the right defense. That dude, there's no, you know, he That's can't slow it down. <laughs> he's zero to 60. He's at, he's at 65 miles per hour the entire time coaching. He's so crazy about details that I don't think he can ease into retirement. Like kind of Joe Pa and Bobby Bowden, those guys, they delegated easily toward the end uh, to their detriment, obviously. But I don't think Nick Saban could go at half speed. So that brings up a great point. So Nick Saban is going to retire, but he's going to have an office at the facility. Not just that, he is going to assist in the search 
mm-hmm. or his successor. He's going to be a part of it. And I think he's definitely earned that. And I don't know why with someone who has the institutional knowledge and brilliance of Nick Saban, why wouldn't you want him to have a hand in who is the next head coach? And I think all of that stuff is totally fair. Where I have to stop short of that is, and I don't know how it's going to be, but you mentioned it's hard. it could be hard for someone like Nick Saban to just turn it off. Oh, yeah. Once you hire that next guy, you can't have Saban in the building every day. And I'm sorry, game days, fine. Uh, talking to the team every once in a while, fine. But you have to let that next person do the job. They're already going to be coaching in the shadow of Saban with the six college championships, national championships at Alabama and the seven overall, and he's a living legend. Like I said, he's already got a statue out front. But you have to step aside and really be okay with stepping aside and letting the next person do it how they want to do it. I think a lot depends on who is going to be in that position. Is it going to be an outsider who they bring in, or is it going to be a Nick Saban former assistant? So is it going to be that frontrunners right now, like Mike Norvell, uh, Mike Norvell from yep. Florida State and Kellen DeBoer, they have no connection to Saban. That is uncomfortable, right? They have no, at least that I know, maybe Norvell does. But they're not Saban guys, so therefore... That'll be bad. But if it's Lane Kiffin or if it's, um, who's the other, uh, Lane Kiffin Dabo. or Dabo, they view, I think that would work actually well, better. Well, Dabo's not actually a Saban guy. He's just an Alabama guy more, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Dabo never worked with Saban or played for Saban. I guess not. Um, but, oh, that's funny. No, You're right. for Gene Stallings. You're right. Dabo, Saban. Dabo, why does Dabo feel like a Saban guy? Anyway, I think that would be more comfortable. I mean, Kellen DeBoer comes in with, wants to bring whole new ideas to Alabama. That would be hard, I think. I think it's hard for either, quite frankly. Even if it's Lane Kiffin, which, again, I do not think it's going to be. I, I think there was too much bad blood. People in Alabama have told you as much. Greg McElroy has said it to our pal Zach Gelb. Uh, Pete Thamel has reported this. I mean, they fired Lane Kiffin before the championship game. I don't know if that's somebody who an athletic director is like, all right, I'm going to stake my reputation and, you know, this is going to be the biggest decision I make as the athletic director at Alabama, this massive hire. I'm going to do that with a guy who I I fired not that long ago. It doesn't seem like to jive, but I just think whether it's somebody who is in the building and it's a former assistant or it's someone from totally outside, I'm sorry, once you decide on that person, Saban's got to retreat to the back. And and I, I hope that doesn't sound disrespectful at yeah. all to Saban. I think it's if you really care about Alabama and if you really want to give the next guy a true shot, you you can't just be hovering, especially with a lot of guys you might have recruited, you can't just be hovering over the program like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, I think the reality is they need him as a fundraiser in a huge way. Alabama... I've said this before. I don't think Alabama has as much money as everybody thinks they do. I, I think Alabama is a smaller state, and they are competing with A&M, who has more money, you know, the gigantic school and has more. I think they need Saban to get NIL money. So I, I would want him hanging around for that reason alone. Okay, but here's the thing. They might not have as much as, like, A&M or whatever, but they have enough. You know, uh, yeah, it's not but, the haves and the have-nots here, and Saban well, was the great equalizer. I, I don't think that at all. Oh, you don't think that they would have money problems? If Saban's gone, it's Kalen DeBoer. You don't think that LSU and Texas A&M like, are going to gain an NIL advantage? Not at all. I don't. Oh, first of all, A&M already well, has right, an NIL right, advantage. Right, it doesn't do anything. So, Well, not yet, but it just started last year. I mean, well, this is it's the, been a couple of years now. But the real NIL era is just kicking in. I, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think you want Nick Saban to get the boosters to ante up for players. Okay, maybe, but that's not being around the facility and being at practices and all yeah. that stuff because, again, like, I think that's going to be an urge that Nick Saban is going to have to. No one's going to tell him, hey, coach, hit the bricks. That's going to be something he's going to have to understand and he's going to have to have discipline. Like, I can't be around at every practice. Yeah, I, I think Saban, the other thing too, Saban's not like Belichick. Like, he gets along really well with the people around him. Like, he's not, right. Belichick keeps everything closed in. It's all Belichick's giant mind uh, running the Patriots. Saban seems to love his assistants. And they all, all his former assistants sing Nick Saban's praises all the time. Feels like he has good relationships. Well, think I think about it's it too. easier than, it, I think it'll be an easier transition than you do. I, I think he'll, he'll hang out, but he loves these co- other coaches. Like he definitely supports them, and he's never been a do it my way and I'm going to backstab guy. No, it's not about that. It's about if you struggle, people are going to, and fans of Alabama are going to be like, you got Saban sitting right there. It's a constant reminder, not that you would need it or you have to remind Alabama fans, but it's going to be a constant reminder that this next guy isn't Saban. Yeah. And, it's and like, you're definitely going to struggle, struggle, by the way, because well, college football history tells us the second a legend steps down, programs step back. And Alabama is, I think, definitely headed that way. You know, the one, the one program I can see that, you know, did a fine job with it and it seemed to work out okay was actually the North Carolina Tar Heels where Roy Williams steps down and you had, um, what's their coach? I'm blanking. Hubie. Uh, Hubert Davis, who made it to the championship game literally the next year. And you had Roy Williams and he was in the stands and I think he was at practice a little bit and that ended up being okay. But again, that's because North Carolina had success right away. Yeah, but is North Carolina, yeah, I don't know if that North Carolina is North Carolina anymore. Well, actually, maybe not, but that first season, yeah, like it got a lot of people off of Davis's back. Yeah, and I think Alabama could have one good year next year, but I, do, I think they're going to go the way of all the other great Florida State after Batum retired. Penn State kind of, well, had a lot going on. Yeah, that with Joe, was but, very different. Uh, obviously, the famous one is Nebraska after Tom Osborne, Oklahoma after Barry Switzer. You go down the list, it, this is what happens. Yeah, USC college. after Pete Carroll. Yeah, this is exactly what happens to programs. I think next year they're in pretty good shape. If Jalen Milrow comes back, they're going to be a really good team. But no, this there's no way they keep this going. you got to have Saban in that building because you need money. I'm sorry. I, I know you think Alabama has plenty, but look at the – Look at the dogs around them. Look at what, you know, the second Saban announced his retirement, you don't think Brian Kelly was calling all his recruits and saying, get over here, let's go. This has worked out quite well for Brian Kelly. I mean, you leave Notre Dame, you sign a $100 million contract, you get to LSU, you have success the first season where you go to the SEC championship game, you beat Bama in, Tuscaloosa, in, uh, in Baton Rouge. It's like, okay, so you didn't flame out in the first season, so you don't immediately have, like, crazy fan revolt and now Nick Saban retires. Amazing. Well, except that you just lost the Heisman Trophy winner, and well, Georgia brought back their entire team. So it might not happen next year for LSU. Uh, I'm not that worried about their offense. Maybe the defense of LSU. I'm a little worried about them, but I, I think the offense is going to be okay. I know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I look at a lot of odds. I mean, obviously Georgia is a strong number one, and then everyone's assuming Harbaugh is gone. So Alabama. Yeah, I, I think LSU might take a little step back without Jaden Daniels. He was basically in the entire team all year long. Uh, but regardless, though, there's a lot of opportunity here to Alabama. I don't see Alabama. If, if Alabama's next coach, if Mike Norvell wins a national championship, I'll be shocked. You know, Mike Norvell might be looking at that job with a little bit more, uh, you know, starry eyes, considering Florida State 
just recently uh, got in trouble for NIL uh, violations. I mean, Florida State is going to blow up the entire NCAA. The, the NCAA is at war with two with Florida State because they got two mad because they weren't in there, and they're mad at Jim Harbaugh because he wants to pay the players. Like the NCAA is they. They're messing with fire going after Florida, no, Florida State. Florida State wants to first blow up the ACC. <laughs> I think they want to go after the NCAA, too. I think they hate everybody. Well, the college football playoff is, are the people who kept them out. I know, but they're just looking for an organizational to body to go, go after. I'm telling and, you, it's the ACC first. Because they want to get out of that ACC. Yeah. They want to get out of the conference so badly right now. I, I mean, there's still bad blood. Did you see right before the title game, Greg Sankey uh, from the SEC said, I'm really disappointed at how mad Florida State was. Like, the, there's a powers that be battle against Florida State. And guess who Guess who is always in the wrong? The powers that be in college football. 100% of the time, <laughs> yeah, they are wrong. That's funny. 855-212-4CBS. We have more on Florida State um, and the the trouble that they're in right now. What does it mean for Mike Norvell and – you know, how hard could he be lobbying? I have no idea for that Alabama job. No clue. But let's go to the phones. We were talking before about before Super Wildcard Weekend. I wanted to get it out on the record as a Bills fan. I want them to move on from Sean McDermott no matter what happens this weekend. I don't want to be accused of being a Monday morning quarterback on this. I would like them to move on, and I would like them to go after Jim Harbaugh. Don is in California. He's got a thought on that. Hello, Don. How are you? Yes, uh, Maggie, you're Borderline genius. I think full genius. Just go full genius, Don. It's cool. Don't hold back. Well, well, let's see how it works out. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I think Sean McDermott needs to be gone. I mean, uh, his quarterback uh, went to high school about 50 miles down the road from me. And he's been a superstar his whole life, basically, through J.C. and he played at Wyoming, and yep. which was good for cold-weather training for Buffalo. But I think, you know, looking at uh, Jim Harbaugh's past, you know, he coached at Stanford, did great, really improved the program, took over the Niners, really improved them a lot, got to the Super Bowl, lost his brother. Yep. And I think he might prefer San Diego because, of the fair weather. Yeah, L.A. And, but You know, and somebody could say, well, he coached at Michigan. It's cold there. But usually their season's over by December 1st before it really gets cold, I you know, but, know, after Ohio State. Don, but here's the thing, right? And I, I got to say, and thank you so much for the phone call, and, and I'll take the compliments wherever they come. But you think of all the people, of all the people, especially coaches, doesn't Jim Harbaugh, aren't they supposed to be the most hard-nosed, you know, iron sharpens iron kind of people like Jim Harbaugh is someone who likes shoveling snow. I I don't think that weather is all of a sudden going to be a factor in his next destination. I mean, I, I feel like that saying something like that is, is something that gets you kicked out of the Harbaugh family permanently. I don't know Once you've lived in Palo Alto and uh, I think, I think California is a, a great draw. Arbor. His parents still live there. They're like in their eighties. They, they didn't move to Florida. They're hanging out in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Okay, well, it'd be really interesting. If they did fire McDermott and Harbaugh had the choice between those two teams and obviously those two elite quarterbacks, I I still (laughs) lean. I mean, would you take the Chargers? You're a Bills fan. Which which way would you go? I think you got to go with the Bills. First of all, Justin Herbert hasn't shown that he can one diddly squat. And Josh Allen at least has gotten you to one AFC championship game and should have been in another one. The 13 seconds game is not the offense's fault. Right. But I'm asking you, Maggie Gray, 
Yes. With those rosters coming in the next year and that quality of life, yeah. what would you do? I would do Buffalo. Again, Get out of here. You, you want to move to Florida. You would do the warm weather of L.A., and you know it. You are the one who keeps telling me that the Chargers roster is something you cannot win with right now. No, because been... they all get hurt. But Buffalo's roster is, is at a certain point, like all the, the – they can't just keep paying all these old guys. At a certain point, don't they have Listen, to rebuild? The only really old guy they paid was Vaughn Miller, and that's an expensive mistake. Don't get me wrong. They made a mistake. It's expensive. He's going to be on their cap for like in, for eternity, but I, I, I think like the Bills whole... roster is much better than the Chargers so roster. So Stephon Diggs is 30 and a malcontent and wants out. Um, well, let's not leap, make some leaps Look at there. their. I don't know if he wants out. Oh, I thought that was the scuttlebutt. No, he's a malcontent, but he, I don't. He's never once said he wants out. He's thirty, and you're, you know, obviously like your safeties are a thousand years old. Listen, your left tackle just made the Pro Bowl. You have a quarterback. You finally have a run game. I'm he, looking at some old names on this defense: Rasul Douglas, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, Leonard Floyd. Uh, Leonard how Floyd's old? a one-year deal, and he's played excellent this year, by the way. Yeah, you yeah, Poyer, Poy- they didn't and, expect to have him back this year. Hyde, I get it. So I'm just saying it doesn't necessarily seem like a no-brainer to me because at least, listen, the Chargers, I am making fun of them. I think they always get hurt. But you have a Bosa and you have a Rashawn Slater and you have a Herbert. So, yeah, I'm, being, I'm just going to say the weather. It matters, and you know it. No. You would never – if you okay, are not if recruiting you, here, these guys, unless you're recruiting, like, free agents, I guess. But this is – this is not part of it. Are the uh, let me ask you this? You Forget are, are the Bills as a roster ascending or descending? I think it's kind of status. I think it's the same. That might be part of the problem. Okay, I well, think, I think that'll they've been kind of similar. That'll work. I mean, you're you're not as good. Like, yeah, were you better when Tre'Davious White was younger? Sure. Yes, you were. But I, you know, what are you going to do? You you have to make uh, upgrades in the offseason, no doubt. I mean, they traded for Rasul Douglas from the Packers for a third-round pick. Now he's hurt and didn't practice yesterday. But you you know where your deficiencies are. Got it. Wait, is this team strength defense or offense right now? I mean, this is, could be McDermott's fault, yeah, too. Yeah, I think that in this five-game winning streak that they had to go on to make the playoffs, I think the defense has really stepped up in a major way. But the offense has shown you some things, like especially that game against the Cowboys, where they ran the ball and ran the ball, and, and not, Josh Allen really wasn't a factor. I, this would be great. Oh, man. I would love it if they did fire Sean McDermott and Harbaugh was loose and he had this choice. That would be fascinating. Because I think I think everyone's with me. We're all weather people. <laughs> that beautiful stadium. Carlos is shaking his head. Yeah, I'm not. If you're, if you're looking at this roster, I have my choice between Keenan Allen, who's 31, and Stephon Diggs. I'll go with Diggs. Diggs now, is but, 30. And he stays still, healthy. He stays healthy. Allen's been banged up the last couple of seasons. We have no idea what's going to happen with Austin Eckler. I think he's gone. Yeah. So, no, I want Austin Eckler. I want James Cook. James Cook is ascending. He's a young, talented running back. I, I like the Bills' offense at least better than the Chargers' offense for sure. Also, The get, defense, you know, Maggie said it. The defense has been a stout the last month. I get, would take Buffalo's roster. Get me away as far away from Patrick Mahomes as humanly possible. I mean, you're mm. in the AFC East with Belichick is now out. Tua is, you know, I like Tua, but I think the jury's still out on whether or not he's a $200 million quarterback. And, you know, let's see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. Well, here's the other thing. And Aaron Rodgers, that's one year, maybe two. I mean, that's not the long-term solution. And, and Salah's probably on his way up next year, too. So you're going to have some coaching influxes there with the Jets. Say you do fire McDermott. What if you fire McDermott and you don't get a Harbaugh? Well, you have to <laughs> – this is where you got to back channel a little bit, which is, I know, it would be a, ma- a major violation of the Rooney rule. I'm not advocating for something like that. I'm just talking about – 
in a wish list. They, they, there's no heir apparent to Sean McDermott. He doesn't have anybody in the building who it's like, all right, if I stay here forever and then this guy's going to take over for me, there, there's nobody there. So if I have my shot at Jim Harbaugh, who wants to get back to the NFL maybe, this is the time. you got to strike while the iron's hot. What if it was a Dan Quinn? Say you didn't get Harbaugh and you had to go to – what are the other hot candidates? Would that still be an upgrade in your mind? I don't know. I, I'm not sure about Dan Quinn, but I know for Harbaugh. I want someone on the offensive side of the ball. Got it. So oh, is that why you hesitated at Belichick? Yeah. Okay. The defense, like, that is not actually – I mean, it has it, it has been a problem because there's been some real high-profile collapses by the defense in the postseason, and McDermott has to wear that. But the, the it's it's winning with Josh Allen. It's Everything has to be maximizing the quarterback. So I think Jim Harbaugh would do that. 855-212-4CBS. We will get into Florida State uh, and the sanction – the uh, suspension, I guess, coming down, the uh, – the trouble that Florida State has gotten into with these NIL violations. Also, Dallas Cowboys, the latest on how this team is feeling going into the showdown against Green Bay. 855-212-4CBS, Maggie and Perlow. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. You know, this is really going to be, could possibly be one of the most painful months of my life. Why? January 2024. No, even worse. Uh-oh. The Philadelphia Eagles are slumping in a major, major <laughs> way. And the Dallas Cowboys are having the entire NFC just lay at their feet with e- two possible easy games. Let me explain how. First of all, Green Bay is not ready. Their defense is terrible. They have not beaten anybody good. Not that Dallas has been that many good teams either, but Dallas has a, what I think is a relatively easy matchup this round. Then if the Rams beat the Lions, which is very possible, that's a close spread, yep. then the, the Cowboys get the winner of the Bucks eagles injured quarterback bowl. This I mean, the Cowboys aren't going to play. They played no one most of the season. They're not going to play anyone until they go to San Francisco. It's almost like two bye weeks. Okay, well, that's a lot of ifs in there. First of all, I agree that they should have the easier upper hand against the Packers. Packers are, I think, just cool that it's in the playoffs. They're you know? twenty. Their average age is twenty-five years old. They're yeah. this the youngest team in. 
40 years. Well, but sometimes that can make you dangerous. You don't know what you don't know. You're playing free. There's no pressure on you, whereas the Cowboys have all the pressure in the world on them in this playoff that's run. True. So, there, you know, there's, there's not – that's not nothing. But, yes, the Cowboys are so good at home. Like, they should be able to, to do this easily. Here's my thing. You just said if the Rams beat the Lions, then, you know, the Troy, then um, the Dallas gets the winner of the Bucks eagles If the Lions beat the Rams, which mm. they're favored to do – you don't think that the Lions would come into Dallas mm. with their hair on fire? The mm. way they lost that game with the two-point conversion getting nullified because of illegal touching because the offensive linemen didn't report or did report and the referees messed it up. I mean, I, I can't even imagine a team that would have a bigger chip on their shoulder that would be just – they got embarrassed They they got embarrassed yeah. in that game. Like, the Lions, I feel – felt in, like they got embarrassed and I think they want a second shot at Dallas. And that was a close game anyway, that Detroit Dallas game. I don't think Detroit's even going to make it there. Oof. I mean, first of all, the Rams are the hottest team in the league without question. They're seven one since they're by with the one loss coming the last second against Baltimore uh, in overtime, actually against yep. Baltimore in the rain, Special which is teams play too. Yeah. So they pretty, they could have easily gone eight and their last and come on, Sean McVay against Dan Campbell. Okay. That, that's a coaching mismatch because Sean McVay knows Jared Goff like the back of his hand. This is a perfect setup, and I think the Rams are the most dangerous team to the Niners in the second round as well. So I'm, I think the Rams are it. So I do think that the Cowboys are going to get an injured Bucks or an injured Eagles team. It's a compelling case with Mc, with McVay's institutional knowledge of Jared Goff. Yeah. But here's the thing: like the Lions have been winning with Jared Goff. It's an, if you look at the numbers, he's not playing that much differently than how he played with the Rams. So you know him well, good, but like he's kind of been the same guy. It's not like he turned into somebody different. And, you know, I he, I think Goff just always, you know, if he can not turn the ball over, he'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, the the Lions, I think, in the second half of the season been just okay. You know, they they were the hot team early, That's but they, you know, they lost to Green Bay. They lost, the, they got killed by the Bears, and they lost that game to Dallas. They're okay. They're they're not they're not shocking and awing anybody like they did kind of early in the season. We know I'm we know their game plan at this point. Well, the other part is if you trust Dan Campbell still, because he's making some decisions. And I'll go back to that Dallas Cowboys game. Like you had the two, you didn't get the two point conversion for whatever reason. I know it was in the moment extremely frustrating to get that called off, waved away. But you got to kick the extra point once you get moved back. Uh, yeah. go for a two-point conversion from the seven-yard line. Like, that's crazy. And he did it, and he said that's who we are and our identity. But I don't know if you trust Dan Campbell right now. Well, I mean, yes. But do you trust Mike McCarthy, who <laughs> threw for, threw the ball on third down the series before, giving the uh, Lions all that time to run down the field? Oh, so I never you, trust you're gonna have I've a, never trusted you're Mike gonna McCarthy. A bad game manager <laughs> battle going on there. So I, I, Detroit-Dallas, we're getting ahead of ourselves because Detroit has a real, real challenge here because L.A. is playing amazing football. Dallas, I understand. it's The spread has come down from 7.5 to 7. Jordan Love looks great, but this is like, don't forget, their defense can't stop anybody. Yeah. Uh, we're doing our pick soon. Yeah. There are a lot of, there are a lot of juicy over-unders. Like, well, that's how we do picks around here. Yeah. Once again, one pick against the spread, one over-under, one player prop. Yeah. I had to... Tell me, and you, you're you're on fire right now. So I need your Coming advice. Coming off a three and a week, guys. Um, how is Green Bay going to stop Dallas? I feel like Dallas is going to run all over them.
I don't I don't have the answers. Maybe Andrew Bogish does. He's here with yeah. headlines. Nope. It, <laughs> uh, Travis Kelsey isn't a young guy. He's got an in for a roadie gig on the biggest music tour on the planet right now. But maybe it's the inhumane temperatures in KC tomorrow night that had people asking Kelsey about retirement yesterday. I have no reason to stop playing football, man. I love it. Um, we still have success. Um, come in with the with the right mindset, and uh, I just love the challenge that it gives me every single day uh, to try and be at my best. And like I said, I have no uh, no desire to stop anytime soon. Was this really a question? I saw this headline yesterday. I'm like. Did we have to ask him this? Well, he's 34. Right. And he's having the worst statistical season of his career. And he's dating the most high-profile person in America? I don't yeah. know. I, Western I, Hemisphere? I, world. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I, I kind of get it. But it's not like he's having a bad season. He played in 15 games. He's got 93 receptions for based on the doorstep of another 1,000-yard receiving season. But only five touchdowns. But Gronk retired earlier than this. Gronk was 32, right? Yeah, but Gronk's back's falling apart. Yeah, yeah. Travis taken some big hits over the years. Uh, I get it. I understand why that was a question. By the way. Also, how much longer is he going to play? He's 34. He's 34. But like like ahead of a playoff game on a Thursday, not his season-ending press conference, like, hey, what's the future like for you? Yeah. You ask it now as if it's a thing now, and there's nothing that would have led you to think that he was thinking about yeah, going that's home, true. That's unless true. he said something on the podcast that I don't know about that led, like uh, with him and his brother, that led to somebody in this forum asking it. But when I saw the headline yesterday, I didn't. I thought, you feel like someone this was fishing. Is not even a question. By the yeah. way, he's got two weeks rest. If he is, and I think he could be a good cold ball. Like Mahomes is not going to look at anybody except Travis Kelsey this game, right? Till no. he retire. If like Wait, this here. is a crucial playoff <laughs> game and it's zero degrees and my receivers can't catch the ball when it's warm out. Like, there is only one man to be trusted on this field. <laughs> so I don't care if he's on the brink of retirement. He is the best receiver on uh, for the Chiefs by 50 miles. You know, you started the show by saying this is your most fun game. Everything else has major flaws. And no. all you've done is list the flaws of this game. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, I said, Maggie said that people are going to tune in for the weather. I said the opposite. I think that on a normal, neutral field, this would be the most fun game. Although I didn't even... Barely paid attention to that Germany game they played. Was it Germany? Yeah, they, I was yeah. like, they played in a neutral Yeah, field. but that was, yeah, whatever. But the, <laughs> yeah. I think this would have been a huge rating anyway. I think this the cold's going to suck the fun out of this game a little bit. Obviously, right? No, yes. I mean, that that's the thing about these cold weather games. Like, it's it's this is why some people love them. It forces you to adjust. You don't have, you know, now does Patrick Mahomes can't be the great Patrick Mahomes. Does he, you know, have to be limited and figure things out? Like some people like the chess match of that. I don't. I like the snow. That's what I want. If you're you're gonna give me bad weather, you're gonna snow give me games wind. Suck too. Oh. I mean, they're fun to watch, but the actual play is awful. Well, that's because your Bills lost a snow game last year. They lose lots of snow uh. games, but it's it's <laughs> it's sloppy. beautiful. Oh, I love a good snow. If you're gonna give bad weather, at least give me snow. Wind? You can't see wind on TV now. You can see the flags. (laughs) Uh, The Dolphins, by the way, had Jalen Waddell and Raheem Mostert at practice yesterday. Both of them have lower body injuries. They are both officially questionable for tomorrow night. Browns corner Denzel Ward in some doubt for tomorrow in Houston after hurting his knee in practice yesterday. How does that happen this time of the year? You make one wrong move. I mean, and uh, Jair Alexander stepped on a foot for the Packers, twisted his ankle on a Wednesday, and he has an you know same kind of question mark now. 
Uh, that that kind of stuff as a fan makes me just out of my mind. Is Jair Alexander healthy enough to come out for the coin toss? That is <laughs> well, the... He always is. Yeah. 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 Whether uh, he the... should be or out there or not. <laughs> Whether he's supposed to or not. <laughs> for the first time since game four of the 2018 NBA Finals, Kevin Durant's team beat LeBron's team last night. Now KD steps in front of a pass from Reeves, gets the steal, goes the length of the floor and jams it home in transition. Durant with 14 on the night. The loudest two came right there. He's got the Suns up 23, 84-61, their biggest advantage. Durant finishing with 18, 31 for Devin Booker, a season-high 37 for Bradley Beal. The Suns cruising to a 127-109 win in L.A., LeBron had just 10 points for the Lakers. The Thunder, shame. Sorry, did you see the celebrity situation? I saw Emma Stone at this game. Yeah, so apparently, according to, like, Barstool and some other people, that she gave, like, a very nice goodbye, like, waved goodbye as the game was over and she was kind of exiting. While the the clock was still ticking down, said goodbye to Grayson Allen. Oh. It looks like you see Bradley Beals like tracking her like as she's about to walk out and like looking for something mm-hmm. and Grayson Allen says something to her and then she gives him a nice goodbye. All right. Is that a rumor? Are we, are we starting things? I don't know. Whispers? The Internet's starting things. She's, I think she has a husband. She's 35. He's 28. Is she married? I she I heard her on a podcast with her a kid. She definitely has a, a, a child. She Grace is married. Allen. Yeah. Grace Allen got married last year too. To Emma Stone? No, to a UNC, uh, or sorry, a Duke soccer player. No, so. well, I guess this is all about nothing. Mm-hmm. Dave McCary is who she's, uh, he founded the production company Fruit Tree. Uh, Grayson Allen and Morgan Reed, his wife, look pretty tight. I don't see, like, <laughs> <laughs> they don't seem like they're uh, falling From apart. this either. one picture, they seem unbreakable. Going to be yeah. honest, so does Emma Stone and Dave McCary. Maybe I should have Googled that before I brought it up on national radio. Back to you, <laughs> Bogus. Uh, the Thunder. Way, I, I like it. I'm an Emma Stone fan. Uh, I don't think Grayson Allen is leaving this wife for Emma Stone. <laughs> He's <laughs> done, done just fine. <laughs> the Thunder shame the Blazers 139-77. 62 points is the fifth largest win in NBA history. The Bucks racing to a 37-point halftime lead on the Celtics. They won 135-102. Giannis had 24 points, 12 boards, and 6 assists. And the Mavs topped the Knicks 128-124. 44 from Kyrie with Lucas sitting out with a sore ankle. And Adam Silver said yesterday, the in-season tournament definitely sticking around, but with some tweaks owners met recently about those court designs, tie-breaking procedures, and naming the event. Maybe we name it in memory of EJ Stewart, who, <laughs> is he okay? Like, where <laughs> he's not here anymore, and Who's no that? one loves the IST more than EJ. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know what it's going to end up being. I thought it was called the NBA Cup already. You got to put a corporate sponsor on this bad boy. Oh, no I thought doubt. you were going to say the LeBron Cup. Because <laughs> Kobe gets the All-Star Game MVP. Give this the in-season tournament to LeBron. I'm sure he'll be thrilled. Men's number 10, Illinois, down to Michigan State last night, 71-68. Sparty now 1-4 in Big Ten play. Santa Clara knocked off number 23, Gonzaga, 77-76. And number 24, FAU, escaped Tulane, 85-84 on two free throws with less than a second left. Women's number one, South Carolina, an 81-57 win at Missouri, extending their regular season win streak to 65 games. 
Florida State football is the first program to be detached from its NIL collective as an NCAA punishment. Offensive coordinator Alex Atkins reportedly took a recruit during his official visit to meet with the head of that collective, and the player was then offered fifteen grand a month to play for the Knolls. Atkins gets a three-game suspension. The program's on two years probation, and that booster can't be associated with them, the school, anymore. The Yankees and new outfielder Juan Soto avoiding arbitration with a record-setting $31 million agreement yesterday. The second largest sum was $20.5 mil for Mets first baseman Pete Alonso. And finally, they're back. Rebound near side board. Suzuki back. Mathis in the shot. And Blackwood got a piece of it. Rebound near side. Only eight seconds left. Another shot. Matheson. Good block. By Zetterlin. Cleared by the Sharks. And it's all the way down. This game is over. A 12-game losing streak comes to an end in Montreal. Say it loud. Say it proud, Dan Rusinowski. Our Sharks, our Sharks are winners again. First time since mid-December. 3-2 in Montreal. Guys, back to you. You know, one thing about the Florida State, why this isn't really a severe penalty, taking away their OC for the first three games, because it doesn't matter. Florida State's already proven. It doesn't matter if you win or lose those games. <laughs> You're not getting anything out of it anyway. Oh. NCA says, yeah, like, we don't like you. We hate you. Everyone goes, okay. Florida State should burn the whole house down. Just burn it down. There Bring is... that flaming spear and take it <laughs> in Indianapolis and just burn the whole thing down. Don't, That's how you really feel. Don't say that. Some Yahoo out there will yeah. actually go do it. I have one reason why I think the NCAA was justified in calling out this particular instance. Why is that? I'll tell you next. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. That's a tease. Maggie and Perloff, Oof. CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Massive weekend coming up. Super wild card weekend. And then this story kind of floated in, Perloff, out of nowhere, which is Florida State is now in some major trouble for NIL and recruiting violations. Offensive coordinator is going to be suspended. The team's now under sanctions. Just crazy. And what it's stemming from is... The offensive coordinator allegedly drove a recruit to a collective uh, meeting with the school's NIL collective, which is called Rising Spear. And during that meeting, according to the NCAA, uh, and I'm reading this from Yahoo, the booster encouraged the prospect to enroll at Florida State and offered him an NIL opportunity with the collective worth approximately $15,000 per month during his first year of school. So I... I know the NIL is the Wild West right now, and and I'm glad the players are able to make money off their name, image, and likeness. But this, to me, I get why you would penalize a team for doing it this way. It feels very coercive a little. Like, were the kids' parents there or anyone representing the student-athlete? I don't know the answer to that. So if you have an offensive coordinator driving a recruit to meet with a collective where they're you know encouraging him to sign this deal – you could say, Maggie, $15,000 a month is fine. What's the details? What's the fine print? Mm. You know, you don't want a young person, you know, a high school recruit, someone in high school, signing something or agreeing to something when they don't have a representative, um, you know, with them. This feels like it could, it could be looked at in some lights as taking advantage of a young person flashing a lot of money in front of them and maybe getting them, I don't know, but maybe getting them to sign something that's not in their best interest. Uh, I don't know. You sound like an old school college guy saying, oh, no NIL. 
Oh, I didn't say I, no I understand, NIL. I, I understand what he, you're saying, but listen, these high school recruits, they should have representation regardless. Okay, but I don't know if on this particular recruiting trip, like, do you have, let alone your parents or guardian yeah. or a lawyer or something like this is, I think, what a lot of people are worried about with NIL. Not not giving players money. That's fine. I'm all for that. But making sure they don't get screwed. And I'm not saying the FSU was out to screw this guy, but you got to protect yourself. Now you're entering in a business. Right. You know, like you're, you're entering in a business relationship with this collective. Right. Which that player would then blow off the deal is <laughs> the way it actually works. And you go somewhere else. Well, sometimes then they try to claw the money. Like it's. And do you want to go through that? That sounds yeah, like a Yeah, I mean, that aisle's stupid. They should just pay the players. You're absolutely right about the whole structure there. That being said, you, you can't do a, this significant a suspension to Florida State unless because it's just like Michigan and sign ceiling. Everybody does some version of this. Uh, you well, and it's I, not right. Yeah, if, but if indeed that's how it went down, I don't honestly, think that's right. The whole sport is a, an utter joke. Is obviously you watch the playoffs, the last four games. How many commercials were there? Seventy five thousand. The players should be taking a part of that. The whole structure is messed up, and that's why you have situations like this. But you cannot single out Florida State. Not now. Not after you screwed them like this. They should have said they should have issued a warning, unless they already have issued a warning. Yeah. So you can't do it this way. To put them on two years probation and suspend their offensive coordinator for three games, and they have a and they, they got a show cause, and they got a so. pretty good chance to be pretty good next year. I know Jordan Travis is gone, but my guy DJU's taken over. I think this is way too heavy-handed. It does feel ironic that the two teams that the NCAA has gone after, Jim Harbaugh, who has, won a national title. keeps speaking out against the NCAA, yeah. and Florida State, who keeps speaking out against the College Football Playoff Committee, but generally college football in general. They hate the ACC. Yeah. They hate all the ADs around the country now. They're becoming a big pain in the butt for the NCAA. Uh, well, not just the NCAA. They be- become a big pain in the butt for the whole sport because what the sport did to them was utterly embarrassing. They should have been in the Final Four. Okay, you're totally right about that, but completely separate issue from I, I, what's no, going on here. Like, no, you no, think no, no, every no. it's all about these vendettas? It the is. It's college football. Of course it is. <laughs> I, I Listen, I, I'm not going to— Jim gonna, Harbaugh had played ball s- in his press conferences. They never would have attacked him like You this. sound like Aaron Rodgers' conspiracy theory here, just a little—just less dangerous. I, I think that— I, I can't go there with you. I, I get why FSU wants to get revenge. They they want to get out of the ACC. They want to go to the SEC, I'm assuming. Um, they see the writing on the wall where this is going with the Big Ten and the SEC as like the two behemoth conferences. We'll see what happens with the Big 12. But this, to me, is a separate issue. Like This does feel wrong to me that you would have a young person who's being sort of strong-armed, which is how they paint it, to sign with Florida State, granted, and get money, but we have no idea what the terms of the deal were. And and I don't love that. So, yes, Florida State, get your pound of flesh, but this is feels this does feel like it should be against the rules. Now, mm. the big thing is you need, you're going to need Congress to come in and do this NIL legislation, right? Which, did they just do that last week? What? But where's the uniform? Oh, I thought, that all, I thought that all happened, and we just ignored it because everyone thinks NIL is boring. They, they, they just, somebody just passed a new NIL rule. You're going to have to tell me the details of this, Perloff. You can't just bring it up. I mean, oh, well, it was a big headline. I said, I remember we were on a production call. I said, oh, they just passed a huge new NIL rule. Uh, and we said, yeah, but nobody really wants to hear the details of NIL because it'll put you to sleep. <laughs> I, I said that. And that's a, me and Dan Patrick used to talk about that all the time. Nobody wants to hear the details of NIL and college football structure. But there is a new uh, Division One Council approves NFL disclosure and transparency rules. 
So that's part of this too. The NCAA basically has a whole new set of guidelines for NIL, so the deals are up front. Okay, but that's great, but are they also figuring out how who's going to pay who? Like, I think that the coaches don't like this collective system, right? That's part of it. So nothing about that is changing, if well, I'm reading the, you correctly. The NCAA was concerned about what you're saying. The NCAA approves new NIL rules to help athletes protect themselves. This is from January 10th. Um, the NCAA Division One Council voted Wednesday to adapt new rules, basically so everybody can look at the deals so you can't screw a kid. That, I think that's what they're saying. That's fine. That's great. It should do it, but that doesn't answer, like, the NIL is still state by state. There's no federal NIL about how how these uh, deals get done and what you can give and all of that. There's still yeah. a lot more to get ironed out here. And not sound like Aaron Rodgers, but you're right. The, the federal government will do a great job of uh, of making this all work smoothly because that's what the federal government does. Don't I, do you have yeah. a better option? You're going to get who's yes. more dysfunctional, the the NCAA or the federal government? Don't answer that. Uh, I think honestly, it's a tie. Honestly, players need to unionize and they need to get a new contract and they, they need to pay. Players. I know, but you act like that's hop, skip, and a jump easy. Also, well, nil was hop, skip, and a jump, but having two years, the courts just demolish the NCAA, and they had no choice. I think that's where we're headed. Okay, and, but the players already tried to unionize several yeah, years ago. Yeah, it's a totally different temperature now. I think they would do much better. Uh, and, you know, Maurice Claret tried to sue to get in early. Like, there's all sorts of things. And um, Sonia Sotomayor shot him down, actually. It was interesting she heard that case. The, the legal temperature is so against the powers of being in college football. The players can do anything they want right now, and they will. It's changing so fast. That's why this penalty seems funny because you're like, you're busting Florida State for NIL. Do you, all right, but back to that no conspiracy theory. Do you honestly think Jim Harbaugh's attitude does not add to the suspensions he's gotten? He um, is so outspoken that I think if he just played ball a little bit, was a little bit nicer to people, I think the NCAA would look, uh, would not go after him as hard as they do. Okay. Well, the NCAA, he served that three game suspension, right? Like proactively. Right. And the, uh, he's the second one. I and mean, the sign stealing was the Big Ten. So yeah. the NCAA hasn't come down on their – they haven't made their decision. Same yet. dynamic, though. Everybody hated – Jim Harbaugh is not well-liked by other coaches in the Big Ten, so they wanted a pound of flesh. Um, That's how I view – but we view sign ceiling differently. But I generally think if you're a school that plays ball with the NCAA, they're going to turn their – I think that turn the, the, other way. the evidence against Harbaugh with the sign stealing scandal was, like, so mountainous, so preposterous that – it was like if the Big Ten had ignored it just because, like, Michigan plays ball with them, quote-unquote, it would have looked completely hypocritical. It was just too big of a scandal. Well, I mean, if Harbaugh actually played ball, he wouldn't openly cheat all the time. <laughs> he does not. And this is the person I want to coach my NFL team. Uh, by the way, yeah, Harbaugh hates NCAA rules and will tell you about it. So, makes sense to me. 855-212-4CBS coming up. Who has the most to gain this weekend? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.